Welcome into the December 7th episode of the Locked On Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. Shutout alert, shutout alert, shutout alert, Matt Murray with his first clean sheet as a Maple Leaf in a 4 nothing win over the Dallas Stars. Mitch Marner continued his point streak. It's now reached 20 games in a row with recording a point. It's insane. Let's break this wild game down, Dave, right here on the Locked On Leafs podcast. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Locked On Leafs podcast, one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother on TSN's Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. Joining me, it's my co-host Dave Morissuti uh, from Sportsnet, also writer for the NHLPA. Locked On Leafs is a daily Maple Leafs-centric podcast, so be sure to subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also now catch us up on video format up on YouTube. Search up Locked On Leafs on YouTube, hit subscribe, and get daily Leafs content directly to you every single day, Monday through Friday. It's all Leafs, all the time, here at Locked On Leafs. Dave, what a performance. Let's just round of applause for the Maple Leafs. A round of applause for Matt Murray. Holy smokes, what a game for the guy best game as a leaf like no question about it like that was when was the last time you think you've seen a leafs goalie have that type of performance not just like his best game as a leaf but when's the last time you've seen a leafs goaltender put up those type of that type of game that kind of game those type of numbers really really good like i'm talking like really good but i i think like the degree of the difficulty of the saves he had to make in this game like the least every team allows tough opportunities, but like we were saying in the discord chat, we were pretty much praying for Matt Murray's groin the whole game just because of some of the saves he was making. Like these yeah. were most, there was one instance in the third period where I saw him, I think uh, the puck may have got deflected and he had to quickly like change his positioning. And I thought I saw him like gingerly skate over and I was like, Oh no. Like when he pushed back off to go to the other post, I thought I saw something. I was like, oh, no, did he tweak something? But it was all good. It was all good. But, yeah, I was – same thing. I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, oh, man, this guy's been under siege all night. The good thing is he's got a couple days off because he doesn't get the start against the L.A. Kings. It's, it's Ilya Samsonov's the scheduled start. But I wonder now, coming off a shutout, how do you pull this guy out of the lineup? I mean, Sheldon Keefe kind of already came out and, and laid out the schedule, but I mean, after that performance, you're, you're gonna put that guy on the bench in a ball cap? I don't know. Is there is there a conversation to be had here, Dave, about who starts in the game on Thursday? Now there there might be. Sometimes you know, coaches say the plan can always change, um, but memory <laughs> might also want to get the night off after what he went through against this game, just to give you an idea of how stellar this performance was gonna just pull up this tweet from uh moneypuck.com this is how difficult this this uh victory this victory was from 
with a 5.979 goal saved above expected. Matt Murray's performance versus Dallas is the best for a goalie in a shutout since modern modern stats started. That's against Dallas. Oh, just in general? Yep. Holy cow. You see, it's funny. I was using natural stat trick, and they had their numbers were a little different. I know natural stat trick, when it comes to goaltending numbers, are a little bit off because um, they had 6.14 goals saved above expected. I, a money puck is a little bit better when it comes to goalie stats. I, I've, I've heard, I've been told to, you know, they're a little bit better when it comes to that. But that is an incredible, incredible statistic right there. So this is the best goaltending performance that we've seen in a shutout since that they've like been covering these and like this goes back to what 2016 see here you got 2016 against the capitals for yaroslav alak so basically since austin matthews came into the league no goaltender has had a better shutout performance than matt murray just had right now right here tonight in dallas pretty much Outstanding. The fact that Georgiev is on that list twice is also hilarious. Yeah. Georgiev has had a couple of doozies against the Maple Leafs as well. Um, but just an exceptional night out of out of Matt Murray. It was unbelievable. I mean, I don't know about you, but I think all of Leaf Station, I'm not just gonna say I, I'm sure everybody had the same experience holding their breath there at the end of the second period. Five on three. Martyr breaks his stick. It's a five on two with Sandine and Lilligren. As the two defensemen, you've got arguably one of the t- best offensive players in the league right now. In J- it's not actually not arguable going into the game, 18 straight games with a point, and he has like I think it's 34 points or something stupid like that in in that 18 game stretch. Like it's insane what he's doing, um, and somehow he's able to come up with some big stops, some big saves. I was so worried. I was like, oh, my God, this is going to end up at the back of the net for sure. Nope, some big blocks by by Sandine and a couple of big stops by Matt Murray. And, uh, you know, he was just there to make every save tonight, obviously. 44 of them. He turned aside all 44. Um, just a, an exceptional game out of Matt Murray, potentially the best, well, statistically, <laughs> the best shutout performance. Maybe not the best goalie performance. There might have been a different one, but this was – based off of a shutout but i mean the best goaltender performance that i can recall in a very long time when it comes to the maple leafs and it's um tip of the cat man i mean the, he, he deserves all the credit he's getting right now he was absolutely ridiculed through the summer by a lot of leafs nation i think we were a little bit more open-minded about this tandem than most but still had our question marks and I think the question marks was always about health, not ability. And as long as he can remain healthy, he's clearly showing the abilities there. He's He's been unbelievable. And, uh, yeah, Matt Murray, just, again, tip of the cap to you, sir. Is he is he is that nickname going to stick now? Murdaddy Fresh? Murdaddy Fresh. That was quite the Murdaddy Fresh type of performance, wasn't it? It definitely was. Like that's that's exactly what that was. So like Matt, Matt Murray, I mean that's that that's our first star of the game. Like let's not even no, not, he, not, not a question. Hundred percent the first star uh, of tonight's game. Uh, before we get into our our three stars though, a couple other things to to note from tonight's game. Mitch Marner 
keeps his streak alive uh, with an assist on the opening goal in the first period. That's now 20 games in a row, joining a very exclusive club, very exclusive club of like five players in the last 20 years to uh, to have 20 game point streaks, which is just outstanding. We look at the list of the names that are out there. Um, it's it's wild that Mitch Marner is what he's been able to do in this stretch of games here. Jason Robertson, though, his streak comes to an end, obviously, because they didn't get a single point. Came close a couple times, but did not register a point. So his streak ends. Marner's streak continues. It's at 20. He'll go for 21 straight at home on Thursday against uh, the L.A. Kings. All right, with that, why don't we take a quick break? We can get back into tonight's game, break it down a little bit more, talk about our, our three stars of the game uh, so we'll do that in just a moment. But first, let me tell you about one of today's show sponsors, and that's BetOnline.net. It's your number one source for sports betting information, stats, and news and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to hockey, soccer, esports. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. We are your hosts here at Locked On Leafs. And if you haven't already, you're enjoying the content and maybe it's your first time stumbling upon us or you've been here a couple of times to catch an episode and you haven't yet subscribed, it would really be appreciated by both Dave and I if you hit the little subscribe button and uh, subscribe to the podcast. That would certainly help us out. We're trying to beat Locked On Canadians to 3,000 subscribers. Trying to beat them there. We're up by about, I think I saw, just a little under 100 subs. But we got to we gotta get to 3K. We're sitting at 2,200. We got to get to 3K before they do. So Locked On Leafs listeners, we need your help to get there. Hit subscribe if you haven't already. And let's beat the Montreal Canadiens and their podcast. All right. Um so tonight, Leafs celebrating a 4-0 victory over the Dallas Stars. Matt Murray was fantastic. Mitch Marner kept his streak alive. Uh, where do we want to go here with this? So we already went. We already talked about our first star yeah. in Matt Murray, right? So we all know that that, that Murdaddy Fresh got tonight's first star of the hockey game. But what somebody or who else did you like tonight that you want to give the second star to? Pelly Kill. No doubt about it. They took, man, every time they took a penalty, you're just like seven or eight penalties tonight. Yeah, it was it was pretty ridiculous. They had a double minor at one point of the game too. Let's also not oh, forget yeah. the Leafs were down a defenseman in this game with Victor yeah. leaving the game with an injury. I thought when you see, <laughs> sorry, Rasmus Sandin and Timothy Lilligren have to defend a five on three. And they do five on five on two and a half. Yeah, that's right. Mitch Marner with it, and good on Marner for you know not screwing that up completely. Like actually learning, doing the right thing without his stick. But yeah, they were that penalty kill was the reason why the Leafs won this game. Other than Matt Murray, I mean Matt Murray played a big part in that with the saves he made. But seven power play opportunities Dallas had. Yeah, yeah, it was it was phenomenal and. You know, what I think is even more kind of uh, impressive is you look at who took the penalties in this game, and it's all the guys who feature on their penalty kill. 
So they were like shorthanded on their PK with, with, with the guys. And the reason why they had Sandine and Lodgren out there on that five on three is because it was Justin Hall and Mark Giordano, your top two penalty killers right now, who are in the box. Can we talk about Justin Hall for half a second? Can we can we chat about this? What the hell was this guy thinking? I, I, I legitimately have never seen a brain part like this. Why, for those who aren't who are listening to the pod, he legitimately grabbed the puck in the air, stared at it, and said, I'm not supposed to have this in my hand, and threw it. Yeah, like it was a grenade. Like he was playing hot potato with the puck. He was he playing, it. He was like, oh, oh, I don't want to do Yes, apparently on this road trip or something. <laughs> it was it was something else. Absolutely something else there. Luckily, it did not end up hurting the Maple Leafs. Um, and they did kill it off, obviously. And it even built momentum. Like the Sandin goal that they scored to make it 3 nothing came shortly after killing off a penalty, right? And, and that's who I have as my number two star. I'm glad you gave love to the penalty kill. Um, you know, Sandin was a big reason why that penalty kill was successful tonight and had to be thrusted into that uh, into that role, obviously, which is just the, the injuries that piled up and the penalties that were being taken by the other guys. And he really stepped up tonight. I mean, the, the, the shift that he scored a goal on, I don't know if a lot of people picked up on it, but it was the exact same shift that he laid out with Glendening. Like he just kind of pushed the guy over and grabbed the puck. And what I think was so uh, important about that shift is they were hemmed in there for like nearly two minutes of pure pressure by the Dallas Stars coming off of that power play that they had. And I think that would have been coming off, what, the Engvall? The Engvall one, I think, like the double minor, I believe, yeah. And uh, so they had had him hemmed in there for almost two minutes, Camp and Daston Reese, and they were in there for a long time. And, um, I mean, Rasmus Sandin just comes, shoves, Luke Glendening into the boards, takes the puck and gets it up, and they're able to make a change. But he remains on the ice, follows up the play. A little scrum ensues in front of the goalie, picks up the loose trash and scores short side, all on the same play. So, like, basically stopped a goal on his end by get making sure that he stopped offensive possession for Dallas, allowed fresh guys to get onto the ice, transitioned up ice, and then scores a goal a few moments later it was it was amazing that that shift just in general i wanted to give it a a quick shout out there but just in general like the night that he had a couple of hits four blocks tonight we talked about the five on two and a half there was a big block there he had a few more blocks throughout the night 23 minutes 26 seconds uh, of ice time tonight scored that goal obviously to give them a little bit more of a cushion so uh, rasmus sandin was was a guy for me who definitely deserves uh, a big shout out and, you know, I'm glad that Sandine has, like, I'm, I'm eating crow on Rasmus Sandine. We all what, are. What, two, three weeks ago, we're sitting here saying, I don't know if this guy's got it. You know, I don't know. He was demanding all this all this time. We wanted top four minutes. He wanted a big contract. And he was just coming out here and, and crapping the bed early on the season. He's got his legs underneath him. He's found his confidence, and he's playing some real solid hockey of late with the, the injuries piling up to uh, – TJ Brody and Morgan Riley, he's stepped right up and, and have they haven't missed a beat, honestly. And he, he's elevated his game to new heights, which is a great sign. Hopefully he can keep it up, obviously, when those guys come back and the whole, the whole team can keep it up. Um, Timothy Lilligren also is D partner, career high, 25 minutes, 57 seconds tonight. Almost 26 minutes 
of ice time for Timothy Lilligren. Um, obviously, team high, game high. Uh, so just quick shout out also to his D partner in uh, in Lilligren. Who's your third star tonight, Dave? Third star. I'm gonna give it to Austin Matthews. Yeah, I liked his game. I liked that he was first off scoring five on five. We liked that. We wanted to continue to see more of that from Austin Matthews. I thought he was seeing the ice very well. He was making great plays. I wish Michael Bunting had a little more finish on some of them, but some great looks. I think uh, he's on a five-game point streak now. Yep. If I'm not mistaken. So he's he's slowly getting back. He's not totally there yet, but I'm liking what I'm seeing from Austin Matthews. There was a you know the concern about what was going on. Uh you know, with him in a slow start, he's starting to pick it up. And with Mitch, Mitch Marner also, you know, producing on separate lines, that just makes the Leafs that much more dangerous. Yep, absolutely. It makes him very lethal. Adam is my third star as well. A goal and a helper tonight. Few shots on net. Um, didn't have to, well, didn't get to play a whole lot, we'll say, because the amount of penalties, like they were shorthanded for. 14 minutes of the game so you know he didn't get on the ice a whole lot in that second period in particular so only ended up playing 15 and a half minutes and it was a pretty effective 15 and a half minutes and, and the goal that he did score was pretty vintage vintage austin like took the puck to the net took a shot i thought maybe he could have got it over to sda like i don't i sda did have a, a pretty clear look at that if he would have just slid it over but took it to the net got his own rebound you know, got out and into the slot and then saw you had some space and walked in, ripped it right into the back of the net, tickled the twine, um, you know, and put that shot exactly where he wanted to. Very vintage Austin, I guess, the the Matthews of last year um, that play kind of was. So that was a really good sign to see for sure, which uh, is why he ended up as, as my third star of the night as well. And then he played well defensively too, like coming back, um, back checking and, and consistently getting sticks and passing lanes and breaking up plays um, and turn the puck up on the counterattack. So uh, I, I thought that Matthews had himself uh, a real solid game as well. Um, we'll come back in just a moment. Uh, and when we do, we'll just kind of put a, a little bow on tonight's game and get our final thoughts and talk a little bit about the young kids and the, the new the debuts tonight of Connor Timmons and uh, SDA. Uh, so we'll do that when we return here on the Locked on Leafs podcast. Welcome back into the Locked on Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. Uh, we are your host here at Locked on Leafs, Maple Leafs, with a 4 nothing shutout victory over the Dallas Stars. Matt Murray, his first shutout as a Maple Leaf in his career, 44 saves. And as Dave alluded to earlier, statistically, analytically, the best shutout performance since 2016 when they started keeping track of the stat. Or at least that was the earliest date we saw. Could be even earlier, but that was the earliest date we saw. So at least since 2016, um, the best performance that a goalie has performed in a shutout victory. Um, what else did you uh, see out of tonight's game that you kind of want to, to to chat about? I guess both Connor Timmons and Simeon Durgachinsev were two guys who were making their debuts tonight for the Maple Leafs. SDA, his first career NHL game, got uh, got to come out and do the rookie solo lap, which is pretty cool. Connor Timmons ended up having to play, I guess, a little bit more than maybe they anticipated with the injury to Victor Mete. Um, by the way, injury to Victor Mete, I don't think we've mentioned that yet. Um, or at least we talked about them being shorthanded. But I think I saw 
also, before we get into it, uh, was there an update there? I thought I saw somebody tweet out an update. Um, Victor Mete will be unavailable for the rest of the week. They don't think it's a serious injury, but he will miss a little bit of time. So, um, hope, TJ Brody might be back, though. So, Brody's back. That kind of would would help because now they're a little thin on the left side. But Connor Timmons. Crazy how it's always on the left side. Well, it's funny because er, like at the beginning of the year, they were loaded up on the left, n- had nothing on the right side, and now all of a sudden they have too many righties, not enough lefties. Uh, let's chat a little bit about um, Connor Timmons, though. So he came in tonight, played his first game as a Maple Leaf, 14 minutes, 49 seconds of ice time. He recorded a, a shot on goal, which is actually not a bad little shot, little slap shot uh, that he had on a, on a, a drop pass and also recorded uh, one hit tonight. What did you make of, of Connor Timmons? I saw a player that, you know, hasn't played in a while and was trying to get his legs under him. Some people were mentioning his skating and how it didn't look great. I'm like, this is the guy's first game in a really long time. I'm not expecting perfection from him, right? So I expect there to be nerves. And I feel like there were times <laughs> we didn't see him a lot either, which was a little surprising given all the injuries. But it's also because this guy doesn't play power, well, penalty kill. Yeah. So, so every, no, there's a bunch of people ahead of him on the totem pole there. So, I mean, he didn't, there weren't any glaring issues I saw. So that's a good thing. You know, you don't want to, make a debut and look like things are kind of overwhelming to you. So I didn't mind that from, uh, from Connor Timmons tonight. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think, uh, you know, as a defenseman, sometimes you're a little bit better off, you know, just not making noise, I guess. And, and being a guy who kind of, you know, if you're not in the news and you're not being talked about in the game, that means that you're not making mistakes. And as a guy playing his first game, in the NHL in weeks, that's probably a good thing. Um, just looking at some of the underlying numbers, they would support that he had a pretty good game. Led the team in, in shot share with a 68% shot share on the ice for 15 shot attempts um, for, only seven shot attempts against. Uh, seven to four were the shots on goal for the Maple Leafs. Went out there, and considering that the team was severely outshot, that's a pretty solid, I mean, his shot for relativity percentage is 24%. So he was out there for 24% more uh, shots on goal than the average Leaf was tonight um, and a 65% expected goal rating. So not too shabby when uh, when he was out there on the ice. He didn't give up a whole lot. Um, and this is considering, you know, only 28% ozone starts. Five uh, of his um, zone starts happened to be in the defensive end. So it's not like he was given easy minutes either uh i mean he was probably didn't have to play against a whole lot of tough actually i can look that up for you so i don't have to guess i can see exactly who he played against um but on the road sometimes it's a little difficult to uh to line match there the way you want to but either way i thought that he had a pretty pretty decent game you know for for his first game in the nhl my computer's being really slow so i'm trying to pull it up just not happening here, Dave. Just not happening. Uh, technology sometimes just it just doesn't want to cooperate. No, no, it does not. Uh, I th- oh, did I get it here? I think I got it. I believe I got it. okay. Connor Timmons, the player he played most tonight was Mason Marchman. So That's played against Mason Marchman tonight. Played against uh, Luke Glendening, 
Ty Delandria, all of which for more than four minutes tonight. Yoel Kivaranta, Wyatt Johnston, Sagan. Really, actually, he kind of just played a little bit against everybody. Didn't you know? They just tossed him out there when they could, and and obviously you had Pete DeBoer respond with a plethora of guys to play against him with the away team having last change. So he did play against some pretty significant competition there. Um, you know, over four minutes against Marchment, almost four minutes against Sagan. Jamie Ben played three minutes against him and had a positive shot share. Uh, so some pretty solid minutes out of uh, Connor Timmons. So I, I would anticipate that he would get the game again um, against LA on Thursday based off his performance. Yeah, I can't see, you know, we can't see a reason why you take him out for any reason. So let him let him get a few games. Let him get his uh, his feet his feet under him. Let him play that home game as well. I'm sure he's been waiting for that one. I'm sure there's some people who would like to go and watch him. Play right. well, well, he's, he's an Niagara guy, just like me. Like I've I've known about Connor Timmons for a long time. Like I have one of my like friends, like family ish members, coached him growing up with the, the St. Catharines Falcons, which was mentioned on the broadcast today, was his coach when he was with the Falcons and with the Thor Blackhawks. So I've, I've known Connor Timmons. I've known of Connor Timmons and his family for a long time. So um, he'll definitely have a lot of people in the building uh, if he does get the game on Thursday, which, you know, Sheldon Keefe has been pretty good when it comes to, uh, to doing that for his players, knowing the meaning behind stuff like that. So I, I would I would envision him getting an opportunity there. Uh, SDA didn't get to play a whole lot. Didn't really notice him a whole lot. Had a couple of opportunities. He was kind of in the mix. Um, he was on the ice for the Matthews goal, but again, he kind of looked him off and decided to take the puck to the net anyway. I guess he technically was screening the goaltender all, you know, slender five ten and 160 pounds of him <laughs> was kind of in front of the goalie when the shot was taken by Austin Matthews, but yeah, only seven minutes and 16 seconds of ice time tonight. Um, I wasn't expecting a whole lot from SDA, so he didn't. He wasn't a liability out there. How about that? Yeah, right. You, I mean, I didn't expect him to go out and have this amazing offensive performance. Also, a row game, you're not going to be able to you know, control the matchups and get the guy out there as much as you'd probably want to. So, um, yeah, let's just see You know how long – the least plan to kind of keep him around there. The injuries probably might dictate some changes, but um, for now I would keep him in the lineup until, I mean, unless you want to get Malgin or Simmons back in there, I don't think there's a rush. I think they're at least are trying to give some of these younger guys an opportunity. Just gonna, just gonna have to kind of have to wait it out. Yeah. Another stat that was really encouraging to see today from the Maple Leafs, 27 block shots tonight. 27 blocks. Um, Zach Aston Reese leading the way with four, tied with Rasmus Sandin, also with four blocks. And then you had a bunch of guys kind of filling in. David Camp, who was excellent tonight, especially killing penalties. Almost six minutes of shorthanded ice time tonight for David Camp. He had three block shots. Um, also had a goal from Alex Kerfoot. I mean, it was an empty netter, but he had three blocks as well tonight and a goal that. I mean, this is somebody who was stuck on one goal all season for a while. So hopefully that's all he needs to kind of get his confidence back up, just see it go into the net, and maybe he can start being that secondary scoring that we've been kind of asking for 
a little bit here for uh, for Toronto. Anyways, it was a solid game all around. Like honestly, I, I I was very I was thoroughly entertained from start to finish. It started. It was a high event game, and I knew we knew it was going to be um, on both ends of the ice. I had like immense anxiety watching that game. Like it's something I haven't experienced maybe in a while because the Leafs have been so bottled up, but allowed quite a bit uh, in that game. Um, but overall, it was it was entertaining, and they come away for nothing victory and uh, the first Maple Leafs shutout for uh, well on the season, but also for for Matt Murray as a member of the Maple Leafs. I wonder I wonder how Sens fans are feeling right now about that deal. Like they're struggling. Thinking of that exact thing, looking at the centers who look terrible, dude. Like, I mean, they gave up another five goals tonight against LA. Gee, I wonder what they could use right now. Yeah, probably a goalie. A couple defensemen as well would help. I mean, yeah. It's crazy how crazy how the Senators were viewed as like the team on the up. And maybe the Leafs would be worried. I've heard, I've heard this, that the Leafs would have to watch the Senators in the rear view. And I said, yeah, well, they're, they're watching them give up five goals a night and not even being able to get a save from their goaltender. You know what's hilarious? And and rest in peace now. So uh, maybe I'm, I'm coming across a bit of a, a donkey for bringing this up. But remember when Eugene Melnick um, was talking about the Maple Leafs rebuild and said, well, they forgot about defense. So... Yeah. Look at the Sens now. <laughs> they don't got defense either. Um, I mean, they got a couple of young kids who might turn into something that Jake Sanderson seemingly looks like a, a pretty solid player. I've heard good things about Lassie Thompson as well. But right now, they ain't got much. And it's not helping at all. A team that was looking to, uh, to turn the corner this year hasn't quite turned out to be uh, to be just that. Um, all right, Dave, why don't we wrap things up here? We'll come back tomorrow, reconvene, tee up the game against the LA Kings, where Mitch Marner will look to make it 21 straight games with a point. All right, I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to Lockdown These Podcasts on all podcasts and platforms. I receive daily at least content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore Morissuti. Follow the show as well at Locked on Leafs. Uh, we'll be back with another episode tomorrow to tee up Leafs and Kings here in Toronto at Scotiabank Arena. But until then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.